Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hey, 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 and welcome back to My Business Playbook. It is so good to be with you today. We have a very special guest joining us. Before we dive in to my interview with Hannah from Mayclay Ceramics, I wanted to introduce you to our episode partner for today. This episode is proudly brought to you by my dear friends, Clusters Newcastle. If you are in the market for a new car, then you definitely need to talk to the guys at Clusters. They will look after you and they'll make sure that you get the best wheels in town, my friend. All right. Just super thankful for you, Clusters. Love your work. Okay, cool. Let's dive in. Now, today's guest is a local here in Newcastle. Her name is Hannah Chizek of May Clay Ceramics. Now, you might have seen her ceramics. You might have seen her pieces in Homes by Kyle and Cara. You might have seen her stuff on Kate Lawrence's Instagram, who's she's also been on the podcast too, and she's amazing. The thing I love about Hannah is that she has built her business out of a season of pain and a season of grief. And there's something about her story that is so powerful and so inspiring. And I know that her sharing her story today is really going to impact you. Before we jumped on the episode, she said, Laura, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go too much into it because I don't want to, people probably don't want to hear that. And I was like, no, I think people do. I think it's really powerful and inspiring. And, and I think there's something really beautiful about using your grief and turning that into something creative and something that really brings life. So a few things about Hannah. She had a really difficult time in her life and she did a pottery class. And from that came an idea and she started a ceramics business. And I'm going to let her tell the rest of the story, but she has a beautiful Instagram presence. She has beautiful products and she's just someone that I think you're going to love to be connected to. So let's dive into my conversation with Hannah from Mayclay Ceramics. Hannah, it is so good to have you on the show. We have been trying to schedule this interview for what feels like months, and I'm so pleased that we could sit down and have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to chat with you. I know that a lot of our listeners and a lot of our followers probably already know you. And if they don't, this is a really perfect time for them to get to know you. But I'd love to just start by hearing from you. Tell me about Mayclay Ceramics. Tell me about your business and and how you started. Sure. So I... I'm a mum. I am a creative. I am a ceramicist and my husband is an electrician. We have an electrical business and um, together we create design and build handcrafted lights. So that's kind of a a little bit about what we do at this point in time. Yeah. (laughs) But there's been a journey to get there. And and talk to me. So you started, how did you actually start and, and what was the journey for you? Like, going from 
I know that you've even progressed like the types of products that you do. Talk to me about that journey. How have you progressed into this now we just do ceramics and we just do ceramic lights? Sure. So I'll share my journey and my story. Um, it's been it's been pretty massive, but um, it's a it's a journey that I'm really proud of. So can I share back to the beginning, say five years ago? Yes. Um, I grew up in quite a sheltered family. Um, we'd never experienced any type of loss or grief, um, and so five years ago, or just over that. My beautiful, fit, healthy father um, of age 59, he suddenly passed away. Um, and it was something that took us a long time to get over. We, it, it was a long grieving process. Um, it changed everything. And um, it wasn't just because of the shock in our system, but because we loved our dad. We were a really connected family. So moving forward, my mum, um, she was grieving, I was grieving, and I wanted to take her to a pottery class. Sometimes when it's hard to express how you're feeling with words, um, going to do something with your hands, it's a, it's a way to express yourself and it's often a good way to start healing from within. Mm. So um, my mum went back to Armadale where she was living and during this time, I had another quite personal loss. I was pregnant and at 16 and a half weeks gestation, almost 17 weeks, I had to give birth to a tiny little human, a little baby girl. Um, I'd had miscarriages in the past and this was quite different. It was a really hard time in my life and it just added extra layers of grief. And so I continued to go to these classes, these clay classes, which were hard because of the time of my life I was in. Mm. But I could see that it was a type of therapy and I could really benefit from it. So I continued these classes and I think it was about six months in, maybe not even that long into me doing these classes, my husband, Greg, he brought home a secondhand wheel and a tiny little kiln and he brought it home and he set it up in, at the time, it was in our carport. So wow. we put it in the carport and um, I have two children at home and obviously we were all grieving, it was painful, but I wanted to be the best mum I could be. So I'd, I'd put them to bed. At the end of the day, I'd put them to bed and they go to sleep and then I'd gather myself, I'd go out to the carport and I would spend hours upon hours just on the wheel practicing. So I had so much negative energy that I felt like I needed to put it into something and that just happened to be what I put it into and I was practicing. I think what I was trying to do was gain some kind of control in my life. Um, yeah everything else was crumbling around me and I needed to gain control. And finally, if you know anything about ceramics or pottery, it's not something you can control. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. so, you, it's so far from being a creative medium that you can control. And I soon, so I wrestled with the clay. I, some days I hated it. Some days I loved it. 
I would throw it. I would be angry at it. Uh, every emotion I had, I would put into it. And there was a point where something just changed in me. And obviously I had so much support around me. I had beautiful community and beautiful friends and family, but this was just helping as a form of therapy. And one day something just changed and I changed and I grew to love it. And it was really beautiful and like really special to me. And so I continued with it. And um, one day, my little sister, Emily, I was bringing home and making little, little things. And um, Emily said to me, let's create you an Instagram account. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, I'm just making these for the love of it. Yeah. But she, she went ahead and she put together an Instagram account for me. We called it Make Lay. And she put that up there. I started posting a few little pieces um, or, or in some bigger pieces, some bowls. And it was quite fast. I had people start following me and and wanting to buy my my pieces I had on there. And I was surprised. And then I had DMs, people direct messaging me saying, hey, can I put an order in? Can I get these plates? Can I get like for local cafes, um, little <laughs> trinket cups for masks? Um, yeah, different mugs for cat, like just, just all different types of things. Yeah. Um, and I soon realized that this was my creative expression and I could share that with people. And how special is that? that it's come from somewhere so painful and this is something so beautiful that I can share with people and it's not perfect there are so many imperfections when you're working with clay and that's the beauty of it yeah so for years Greg and I going moving forward to where we're kind of at now for years Greg and I we wanted to build something special together that wasn't personal from a business perspective and so when I started doing pottery, we we actually did briefly speak about doing lighting, yeah. um, but I didn't have the confidence in me. I was pretty shattered. I had a lot of shame surrounding what I'd been through. I felt like I'd let people down. But, like, I'm really inspired by beautiful spaces, by yeah. nature, organic matter, like, that's what I'm really about. I grew up in the country, so I live on the coast now, but nature really inspires me. Yeah. And so months went by. I had this thought. I must have mentioned it to my friend, Cara, and she called me, I think it was early 2020. Was that the year of the pandemic? Yes. <laughs> yes. The yeah. The beginning. She rang me. And she said, hey, we're doing a TV series. I know you've mentioned it. Can you please create us some lights for our home? Wow. And I was shocked and I knew it was an opportunity I could not say no to. Like, but I was really nervous about doing it. Saying that, Greg and I love a good challenge and we thrive on it. So. It was something that we could work on together and we could we could really challenge ourselves and and build something together 
and do it at home and we were thinking about our lifestyle and our children's age and and it all was kind of pointed in the direction that we wanted to take yeah um so we did that i also called a friend she was a creative business coach and i went into her and i spoke to her about the price point and the value of what i was making and she helped me to understand the value in what I was creating. And if I wanted it to be a viable business, I had to set the light at a certain price point. Yeah. That was really difficult for me to understand at that point in my life. I thought, well, I know, I know what goes into these lights. I understand that it's a really long process, yeah. but um, will people buy them? Yeah. I, I honestly had no idea what was going to happen. So I think it was about three days before, was it three days before lockdown yeah. and the Kyle and Kara series was released. And do you remember people didn't know what was going to happen? Like yeah. people didn't know, you know, if there'd be assistance, financial assistance, people didn't know if they were losing their jobs, you know, people were at home and when it was released on air, I think within the first few weeks, I went, oh, okay, like maybe slow and steady. I, I remember I was thinking, no, no, it might, I don't know what's going to happen. Don't, you know, get your hopes up too high. And then within four months, I could not take on any more. I had to close orders. I was at full capacity and I was like, what? the heck like I cannot believe this is happening like people are actually seeing the beauty in what I'm creating yeah and that was like really special yeah but I should if oh sorry you go <laughs> no no no. I was just gonna say like for you I think you have just such a beautiful impactful story and that's why I'm kind of just not saying anything I'm just like listening <laughs> to you because it's really inspiring sorry. listening to you you know it really is when you started, so what year did you start kind of you Doing got your, pottery. yeah. I think, it, so it was just after my dad passed away. So I, that's over five years ago now. So what I love about your journey is that the thing that has been your grief and has been you figuring out and processing the loss and then it's been this kind of imperfect expression I guess and messy and not everything is like perfect yeah. and smooth and shiny yeah. and and people have loved that and people have resonated with that so deeply mm -hmm. for you when you started like when you when did you kind of realize oh my goodness this is actually a business and and how did you navigate that thing of this isn't my necessarily my therapy anymore. This is actually a business. How did you navigate yeah. that? What what were some of your steps and missteps there? Sure. So when I realized it was going to be a business um, and a viable business at that and that we were going to have to invest into this and I was going to have to invest and learn, well, I actually have a background in marketing and advertising. Yeah. So before I had children, I worked in an ad agency and I worked in like TV, radio, um, magazines, newspaper, but 
I didn't work in social media. So yeah. I knew I was going to have to learn fast if I wanted to sell my product well. And so, Laura, from day one of your podcast, I listened, I pretty much listened to every single episode and I take notes and I listen to them twice if I need to. I also went to one of your workshops at Shoal Bay and yeah. took lots of notes there. Yeah. Um, and I'm just constantly trying to learn and take on what I can. But yeah, I, I think that because this business started very organically, when it transitioned from being a form of therapy to a business, I had to decide whether or not I was going to keep it personal or if I was going to make it look professional and not have a face to the brand. Yeah. So transitioning from that, I, we decided to embrace a home studio, embrace um, that it was handcrafted by myself and we really wanted to keep it authentic and so I feel like what I, I was able to connect with my audience on a personal level by sharing my story so that made it really personal and separated it from other lighting products yeah. out there yeah yeah so that was something that I feel like I got right I'm so glad you did that I'm so glad you didn't take your face out of it because it feels like it's the it's kind of the guts of the whole oh. brand. It is. It is nervous, so putting your face to a brand. Yes. It's, it, it becomes so much more vulnerable um, and personal and, mm. and yeah, it, it, is, it is something that's a little bit scary. Yeah, yeah. So in your journey, so you feel like the articulating, keeping you in the, in the kind of brand is one of the things you got right. Do you feel like, has it been anything that you're like, oh my goodness, that was a, a learning or a misstep? Yeah, for sure. So being a creative, it's hard to say no. And <laughs> yes. I still have emails and DMs of people just asking, putting orders in, um, you know, how they think they're doing you a favour by <laughs> a little bit rude of me to say, but... They mean well. Um, yeah. They put orders in of special, so special orders. Um, and um, earlier on, I would feel really bad about saying no. And yeah. I wish I'd put that boundary in place sooner. I would go to bed feeling guilty for saying no to somebody who I'd actually never met in my life. And are they investing in my business? You know, I, I had to put that boundary in place and understand that, in order for me to say no, it opened up other opportunities and space for me to grow in other areas. So that was really important for me to do that and to be able to go, it's okay to say no whenever it doesn't feel right. If it doesn't yeah. fit, if it doesn't fit your brand, that's okay. So I that was something that I wish that I had have learned sooner. Just understanding that saying no is is okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. Totally. This is, <laughs> I feel the exact same. Um, so talk to me. So I really want to get some of your practical tips because I know that you've done this really well. So you started your Instagram and then you had people kind of approaching you and then, you know, you've worked with, you've, you've seen some incredible success through collaborations and partnerships with Kyle and Cara, with Kate Lawrence, who's also been on the show. She's, She's glorious. Beautiful. So 
how have you built relationships and, and created partnerships like this? Sure. So brands obviously need to align. Mm. But saying that, there's often been, in my case, a genuine relationship that's been formed with someone prior to outright asking to do a collaboration. So I'll follow particular uh, people and I'll either be inspired by that person or their styling, their home, and I've wanted to connect and I've formed a relationship. Yeah. With Kyle and Cara, obviously that was different because they were friends. They've been friends of ours for a long time yeah. and they just wanted us to do well because they're beautiful people like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think if you're going to collaborate with someone, you need to know your audience. You want to attract and know your audience, your market. Mm, so yes. you need to understand that if you do reach out to someone to collaborate, make it clear in your messaging as to what you want. So yes. business owners don't have time to break down complicated messaging. They don't ask for the world. Yeah. Understand that their time equals dollars. So if I can, oh, and also if they love your product, they'll genuinely want to support you. Yes. Yeah. So can I share an example of something that happened with me earlier on? Yes. So I connected with this beautiful lady. I would say um, she has a few hundred thousand plus followers. I wasn't sure if her audience would be quite the same as my audience, but we actually just connected and became sort of online friends. And I really like her. And a few, a couple of years back, she, I was, I decided I'd message her and say, Hey, did you want to do a collaboration together? Yeah. She was like, I'd love to have your lights in my home. And I was, I thought that was lovely. And I didn't hear from her for a couple of months. Now, these types of business owners and influencers, they often have a middle person who do their communication for yes. them. Yep. And I was away and I got a text message saying, hey, I'm so-and-so's, I'm not even sure what their title is, but yeah. marketing person. Yeah. Um, I'd love to offer you this contract. Um, like she... This person would love to work with you and this is a contract we're offering you. Um, and it, there was a certain amount of money involved and I thought about it. I thought about her audience and I thought about how busy I was and I was like, do I really need to take on more work right now? Do I need to pay this money in order to um, get this exposure? And I decided not to do it and and I was fine with that. Yeah. And then another couple of months went by and this lady, um, the influencer, contacted me again and she was like, hey, how about that initial conversation that we had? I'd love to have your lights in my home. And so that was what I had initially gone to her with. Because I already had that genuine connection with her, it just made it that little bit sweeter. Yeah. And yeah. it, it's not it's not a fake relationship. I genuinely love this lady. Like she's really beautiful. I love her style. And I'm I felt really honored that she still wanted my work in her home. 
Yeah. And she put a few stories up. I didn't have high expectations because I understand, again, her time equals dollars. So she put that up and it gave me the exposure that I really, I really appreciated. Yeah. So, yeah, just don't ask for the world. You can't. And you need to just start with forming little relationships. Yeah. I love that. And I think the time equals dollars thing is such a good way to think about collaborations because a lot of people say, oh, like uh, so many people DM, oh, can we collab? Like your audience aligns with my audience. And it's like, that's great, but that's not a a compelling enough reason for me to spend the time. So I think Mm. it's about, like you said, knowing your audience, knowing your messaging and your pitch so that you're actually saying, hey, I can see that there's reciprocal value. It's not just yeah, like me piggybacking off you or you piggybacking off me. It's like it's it's reciprocal. Yeah, yeah. it's a two-way thing. Totally, yeah. totally. And, again, if they love your product, they will genuinely want to support you. So yes. Yeah, yep. that's a really important part as well. 100%. So, I feel like a big part of your success, I know for you, has been building your Instagram. It's kind of been the launch pad for your whole business journey, right? Yes, absolutely. What would you say for someone who's starting out their their Instagram, what would you say are your biggest tips and tricks? Sure. I think that believing in your product and being confident in what you're selling is really, really important. Because if you don't believe in your product and you're putting it on social media out to the world, it comes across if you're not confident in that. So I really, I really believed in what we were creating and the beauty in what we were creating and how personal it could be because I was handcrafting them myself. Yeah. yeah. And I think another tip would be don't be afraid to put your face to the brand. Yeah. So, again, that was something that I was really nervous about, but I had a friend say to me, why not? And and I was like, okay, I will. It's so (laughs) powerful. It is. It is. It helps you connect with your audience. Yeah, yeah. And another thing I feel like you've done really well is all of your imagery is beautiful, and I know that you work a lot with Mm -hmm. Brooke. I um, do. And she takes such beautiful photos. Mm How do you think, like, do you think that's had a big impact as well? Like in actual, when you're selling a product, the imagery absolutely has to be a level? Sure. So it was quite early on that I met Brooke and we've become beautiful friends ever since. And she is so talented and so she's so clever. Yeah. And I knew right away that I did need beautiful imagery if I wanted to sell my product. And she was able to capture our lights um, as well as she has. So I'm very thankful. I think it's also nice to have, and I need to mix it up maybe a little bit more, but have authentic photos, just, you know, snaps every now and then. I do use a preset if (laughs) we're there, Brooks presets, but having snapshots every now and then that I've taken. Or again, if you've... um, if you're working with someone who has taken a photo, make sure that they're okay with you sharing it and share that imagery. Yeah, It's really cool for people to see that your product is in other people's homes as well. Yeah. So not just to have stock photographs that have been taken from a studio shoot 
or, you know, a, a shoot somewhere that you've done, but also to have them in somebody else's home is really important because people can see then that your product is selling and um, it can look beautiful styled in that way or um, it can go into a bathroom or a kitchen or different areas and they can get inspiration from those images. Yes, so, that's such a good tip. Yeah, it was really like I feel very lucky to have met Brooke at the time that I met her and to be working with her now because she is very clever. She's she's incredible. She's incredible. She I loved your podcast with her. Yes. It, yeah, I love her too. <laughs> she's amazing. So tell me what's next for May Clay? Where, where do you see the business going? What what does it like look like? <laughs> we are working on some new designs some artful pieces, artful lighting, because that's something that I'm really passionate about, doing something a little bit unique and and being able to use my hands and we'll, we'll just continue doing what we are doing. People seem to really still be loving our product and, and I think it is because it's an artful piece that's going into people's homes. They can resonate with, yeah. with me because I've created them. But, yeah, we are working on some new pieces, so we'll just have to wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) So exciting. Well, I want to finish up with some final rapid-fire questions for you, Hannah. Mm -hmm. I want you to finish this sentence. Success looks like? (laughs) Success looks like my family, my lifestyle, connection with people, relationships, and at this season in my life, to have a business that I can accelerate and decelerate when I want is perfect for me. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I love it. What do you think is one thing small business owners need to stop doing? I know a lot of people say it, say it, but business owners need to stop doing everything. Yes. Which I'm still working on. Yeah. I think that you need to understand your understand your strengths and find the right people to fill in your weaknesses. Yes, that's such good advice. And final thing, what's the biggest piece of advice you wish you knew when you started Mayclay? Sure. I would say don't be intimidated by failing. So I understand now how important my failings are, but Obviously, Mayclay formed organically, but maybe if I wasn't so fearful, it would have started sooner. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Hannah. It's really inspiring and I really appreciate your authenticity and the way that you you just have this nice ease about the way that you run your business. And I think it's really, it's really inspiring and I've loved watching your journey. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your podcast. I'm very excited about it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Where can people follow you on Instagram? Where can people check out your products? Because I know people will want to check them out. So my Instagram handle is mayclay underscore ceramics and my website is www.mayclay.com.au. (laughs) www.mayclay.com.au yes awesome awesome (laughs) we'll pop both of those links in the show notes so if you are listening and if you want to check out more of hannah's work then you can head on over to her instagram and to her website 
Hannah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You're beautiful. Well, there you have it. That is the play-by-play for this week. You have heard it all. You've heard the missteps. You've heard the grief and the sadness and the joys all wrapped up in one person's story. Isn't it just amazing? And I love being able to, I don't know, I guess hold this space for people to share their stories, even the parts of the story that are painful and heartbreaking. So I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of our community. It means the world to me. And I'm so grateful to have had this conversation with Hannah. So if you were moved by this conversation, if you'd love to connect with Hannah more, if you feel like this conversation or or Hannah's story could help someone in your world, then please share this episode. And please send me a DM and let me know where you're listening from. I always love hearing from you. And be sure to follow Hannah on Instagram at Mayclay Ceramics. All right. As always, you're wonderful. You're so good. I'm so glad. I've got the best podcast community in the world, I think. That's what I, that's my personal view. One day we're going to all get together and we're just going to have some champagne and it's going to be awesome. Um, (laughs) But in the meantime, I will see you or I will be back in your ears. Same time, same place next week. All right. In the meantime, go get them, my friend. See you soon.